Hello, welcome back to the I Want to Meet Nikola Tesla podcast uh, with your host, Nikola Malunovic. Today, I have a special guest, Joa Rivas, uh, elite personal trainer from Canada. Thank you for joining me today. It's been a long break for the podcast, and I'm happy to have uh, a good friend um, from the previous, one of the earliest guests on the podcast back, back on the show. Thank you very much for joining me today. Hello, everyone. Anywhere where you listen, I just send you first a big hug. It's 2021. I'm very excited to start the year with the first podcast invitation this month of January. And we start with the positive uh, energy into a new year that is going to be challenging and it's going to continue awaken us with a new, a new world. So if a new world, we start with a new attitude. So from here, I send you a big hug and uh, patience. I think it's number one quality to cultivate this month. Thank you so much, Nicola, for inviting me. Thank you so much for your for your opening message. I feel the I feel the positivity right here, and I think that's um that's something very important to have. I think um especially any time that you start uh, on a new journey, so to speak. I know we were connected through the the carnivore diet, and that's something that helped me a lot. And um, it 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 takes a lot of discipline and. Um, I think it all starts with the mindset and how how do you deal with having this how do you cultivate this positive mindset this positive energy that i'm feeling coming from you right now because i think that's uh something that a lot of us could could do with cultivating yes thank you so much for that question it's a very important question to ask everybody internally to have an introspective uh, conversation with us and having a dialogue with us, understanding um, what is the quality that we want to cultivate in the whole year of 2021. Uh, personally, um, the way for me to succeeding is to cultivate number one, gratitude. I think that's the most important, I would say, feeling and ele elevated emotion that I'm continuously practicing. Gratitude is just the way to be happy with what you have and knowing that that's just enough no asking for more or less just to be presently alive and happy to to be there and with what you have that's very important and i think gratitude is just the beginning of the awareness of being alive and being present uh, not everybody passed this year uh, many people pass away and um and it's not easy. Actually, like uh, last year, I had a very hard, probably the hardest uh, event in my life. Uh, one of my family members passed away and I meditated on death, right? Like uh, death is, is something inevitable. We're all going to die. And now we see death much closer than before. And it's happening in, our, in front of our eyes uh, with our grandparents more, more often now than ever. And uh, it happens with everybody. And last year, unfortunately, uh, just to share to everybody, it hasn't been easier. Uh, in November, I lost um, my only niece, and she was 12 years old. I'm and sorry it's a to hear very, that. yeah, yeah. So I, mean, I, I just want to, I want to be raw with everybody that is yeah. listening to the to the conversation. Just not to make you sad, but all, all, just to give you a light in the in the end of the tunnel that life is precious, is sacred, and is so fragile you know it's so fragile so it's better now to be 
important to be cultivating the gratitude now because you don't know how long is the mission that you are here for. So like, I think my niece never thought that her life was going to end by the birthday 12. She, I don't think she ever thought about it. And when this happened, it was a sudden death, like she was a completely healthy girl and all of a sudden she got sick. And in one day, she, her life uh, was ascended to, a, to another dimension. Um, I think that completely shaped my world as a, as a woman and, and as an aunt. Um, and, and from that point to now, it's been only two months trying to go through the dialogue about life and death and how fragile it is and understanding that we're all going there, but we don't know when. I think it's very important to be cultivating the gratitude of being alive today because you don't know if tomorrow you will have the, the blessing of waking up alive. It's that simple. It's that simple. But you don't know until like something so precious happened like this that you lose something that it was just a kid. You don't know. It could happen. So I think that's the most important for me, cultivating the gratitude to be alive today. And then from there, creating a legacy now, no legacy for tomorrow, but now, like what am I doing now to serve my community and to be remembered with love? That's basically the only, the only mission for me is only to be remembered with love. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you for that message. And it's, that's, a very hard, uh, that's very hard to hear, especially when it's uh, such a young person to pass away. It's always very difficult to deal with. And um, I, I agree with your message of um, approaching the day with gratitude and every day being a gift and focusing on that is um, much, I think a lot more powerful than focusing from what I would call like a fear-based mentality where we're like, oh, like all these bad things could happen to us um, and focusing on all the things we don't control rather than um, focusing on the things that we we can control. And um, I, I think that's, that's, that's the reason why um, me and you connected through talking about the carnivore diet, because I think we found that that's something, well, anyway, for me, I found uh, powerful because um, uh, there's some things that I can control what I put in, like what I, what I eat basically. And that can make me feel better and give me control. And then that for me was like a foundation to, to build up upon. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, and it's amazing then that like, I, I went on this journey through building this podcast last year and I connected to a lot of people who uh, had different issues and they found, um, they found basically uh, a solution through this diet. And um within the context of all the things that are going on today, um, I find that uh, the best thing we can do is take personal responsibility for our own, um, for our own life and thinking, okay, these, like you were saying, what do I have gratitude for? Like my family, my friends, um, I, I have access to like, uh, I still have access to a lot of great food um, and I have control what I can um, choose to, to take in. And um, it's, we can also, this is what I would call like an abundance mindset, right? When you start thinking, um, you start thinking about the power that you have to make a difference to your own life. And then obviously once you start to take control of yourself, then maybe you can think about, oh, how can I help? How can I contribute, right? Completely. And yes, um, carnivore is being still my approach for my own health. 
and it's been a way to maintain my immunity on top of the game, especially in this moment where everybody's searching a little bit more conscious about health and the value of having health as the only, you know, like really precious treasure that we can keep with us in this short time in life. So I think it's important to know uh, what actually suits your body. So, so far carnivore is suiting my body still is being almost two years. So this summer, um, in, in this summer, so that in a few months, I will be uh, having two years practicing carnivore. 90%, I would say there is always events that I don't want to deny or, or, or reject um, dishes and, and food that is being offered by people. So I, I have bites of other food that is not yeah. partic particularly carnivore uh, as a way to, to feel uh, the culture and things like that. But most of the time in my fridge is only carnivore. Yeah, only carnivore. And uh, I can show you, it's literally cheese. I am getting goat cheese for those people. It's like, what is carnivore? Well, carnivore is all what is from nose to tail. And it's not only what people think is only meat. There is other products that are coming from the animal. So I am trying to sup supplement all the food with like goat, buffalo, or cheap cheese. Uh, so far, I have good reactions in my body. Uh, and then I have some uh, seafood that is kind of fresh on, my, on the area where I live. And so far, it's doing good. And I love to have caviar, which uh, last year I didn't try. This year I've been having, well, this year means the last six months, I've been having caviar, which is great for your brain. And now um, it's so important, Nicola, to feed our brain with food because we are, at least in Canada, locked down, fully locked down. So we are at home and we're feeding our body and we're feeding our brain with food. So we have to really... Uh, take into consideration how we're feeding our neurotransmitters and our brain to be able to function and to be able to thrive with positivity. Yeah, that's that's an interesting point. And yeah, how, do you? I'm not an expert in like the. I, I know from just the transitioning to carnivore for me personally, I felt mentally it's helped me a lot, think more clearly, be more present, um, and there's definitely a connection between the gut and the mind. Um, and definitely what you, you, you eat affects how you feel mentally. And for me, it has been as simple as, um, I know everyone's different. I'm not saying that if you just eat meat, you're going to solve maybe all your, all your, um, all your mental issues. But for the most part, it's brought me a sense of clarity. I feel like calmness, I've spoken to a lot of people who have said they've um, improved their depression from it. Um, but what do you what do you think about? Yeah, I guess approaches to improve mental health when, like you said, with people dealing with um, being in these lockdowns and like I think a lot of it's just to do with not being able to um, not being able to like see your friends and like your our usual yeah i mean we're in life as human uh, and a big part of our experience living life is to socialize and yeah. to interact to interact it's great to be honest uh, there are always uh, cons and pros from every process in this process that we are passing i think it's a great moment for us 
to reflect and do retrospective um, evaluation about who we are as human, which is great. Like it's pushing everybody to that uncomfortable place to be alone, which is good. But at the same time, you need to get balance, right? Like how are we going to socialize? So socializing is important and interacting and sharing, gathering and uh, beyond the Wi-Fi connection, right? Like we are doing this conversation and somehow we're sharing ideas together. But nothing like hugging somebody, nothing like, uh, you know, like like really being connected to somebody energetically in the same space. So we're not uh, in this moment, we, that's, that's being taken away from us as a way maybe to teach us uh, the value. Maybe one day when we are back to meet together, we will actually appreciate that more. So I think uh, for us, um, in my community, I still do a lot of gatherings, online gatherings. and. Yeah. For certain niches so we have like a mothers on saturdays we have two gatherings at 10 30 in the morning and at 1 p.m so that 10 30 is for entrepreneurs and especially those women that are um, developing their their business so they bring their ideas and they talk about it and then somehow we just either infuse with with um with some type of contribution or we can uh, just network together so that's a good way to to connect. And, and the director is one of my, my friends and she comes to my classes when I do outdoor classes, but now everything is suspended. Not even outdoor classes are, are we are allowed to do. Uh, and at 1 p.m. we have one dedicated for the kids because what happens is um, it's very, I don't know what you think, but I think this moment for kids is very challenging because if, if, it's, if it's hard for us as adults that we are navigating these waters so we don't know how to navigate through emotions i don't imagine kids i mean for kids is they're more like naturally adapted to this but it still it's hard because in the moment that they're supposed to be in the school uh, socializing with others to be develop their personalities and to develop their behaviors that's how we do the first seven years of our life we are learning and behavioral learning pass in the first seven years so what are these kids doing at home studying in the computer playing on the screen the whole year and so basically we are offering on saturdays just uh a talk of an hour and it's so cool i think the the the, the coolest part of this I, I by the way if you guys are listening to this just contact me and i give you the information of how to register your kit and it is a very private information because the kids are wearing like filters so the kids they don't show their faces they're wearing filters yeah. which is a very good for their privacy they still call, uh, in the in the call, and there is one host. He twelve years old host, and he's hosting the call like you, right? Wow! <laughs> and it's, it's super cool because it's giving this opportunity to kids to be hosting the yeah. call and to be kind of taking that leadership at such a young age. And then at the end, I teach. I'm the e body, uh, e energy body. So at the end, I teach dancing. So we do like choreographies, and then at the end of each month, we have a choreography with the whole class of uh, dancing. I think dancing is so good for our soul and to just play like kids. And that's yeah. what I'm doing for my community to gather together. Yeah. And again, if you guys listen to this and you have kids between seven and 14 years old, uh, just send me an email and to my website, joafitness.com and I will connect you because this happens globally. You guys, yeah. um, the, the amazing part is like, I'm here in Canada, you are in Australia and we're connecting from two places that are so far away from each other. So I think this is also, also a great way to connect your ideas with 
anywhere in the, in the whole entire planet. So it's a great time too. I, I see the good things and I see the bad things. Yeah, no, that was a, that was a, thank you so much for that because like you took basically some like negative points of like a negative perspective that we can have on the current events and you turned it around and you sort of told me, well, there's all these positives that can happen. Like, uh, I love the example that you used of the kids where you sort of said, um, you know, like in one way, it's kind of like, they're kind of like stuck in a screen to try and like, you know, the the same sort of classroom model doesn't sort of work when, when you're maybe like in this sort of different paradigm of, um, you know, connecting with people across the world. But then, you know, it's almost like, well, in some senses, even even the kids now get a chance at being the host or like the teacher, right? And um, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. so nice to, to give that leadership to the kids, yeah. Yeah, and so maybe, maybe we're gonna see like, you know, from these negatives, there's some positives that we can see that can maybe accelerate us and maybe like, like I also see like the point of you said how, how hard it is on, on, on kids, right? But maybe through um, giving them more, um, giving them a different way, maybe giving them more independence, giving them more like uh, like authority, right? Like to be like a leader. Um, maybe, maybe we'll see some things where um, their, their learning might accelerate learning in this way. Um, I'm just sort of thinking from my perspective, I remember I finished high school just when like smartphones were just becoming a thing, like uh, like maybe just a few kids had the first iPhone or whatever. Um, and, you know, now I couldn't imagine what high school would be like with everyone having phones and like it would be a totally different thing. Mm. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Wi-Fi and all the new technology is supposed to be there to connect us, to connect yeah. us. So um, I think the most important now is um, turning around, how you say it in Venezuela, I'm from Venezuela, so yeah. the, the, the tortilla, <laughs> turn around the tortilla and look the yeah. other way, which is like finding the, the solutions and then the new ways to be. So I think that uh, kind of like creating gatherings online it only takes about a thought and they make it happen. It's super simple. Like all the applications like this one, like either a Zoom call, which is uh, for free. You can have um, you can have Google calls. There is so many ways to connect. It's just about having the idea and make it together. And from there, you can even make a profit. If you want to make a profit, make it your business. But many of these ideas are actually just coming from our our desire to create an impact a positive impact in this moment so later in the future we will remember how we went through these difficult times i don't think this is going to last too long i think it may last one to two years but it will be very important to know how we are enduring this time it's super important before we talk about brain function do you want to yeah. talk about brain yeah function? sure i want to talk about that it's like we kind of what we took a um we skip it we skip yeah it. yeah <laughs> And um, yeah, so what did you want to talk about brain function, like how food affects our brain? Um, that's something that I'm very interested in learning about. Um, yeah. Well, I think that's important to talk the fact that, um, so I am a wellness coach for pa the past 10 years and I keep kind of like tailoring my programs about like the gaps that I see what's happening. And I just noticed that when the questioners come to me and I see the people applying to be coached by me, uh, a lot of people just tick, they tick, I'm um, frustrated, I'm anxious, I feel 
um, disappointed. I feel lost. And there is a lot of like mental health issues in this yeah. moment. Um, back in the day, maybe because it was more distractions than only having the phone, it was easy to kind of like uh, cope with the stress. But in this yeah. moment, with all the businesses collapsing, uh, here in Canada, more than 10,000 restaurants have closed, have closed completely. So that totally, it takes a toll in the mind of so many people now with the debts. That's the truth. The debt, trying to deal with this, it, it puts so much pressure on their lives. Yeah. Uh, this all goes into the liver. The liver has to process. They have to somehow filter all this stress. So the cortisol goes up, which is the hormone of fight or flight. So yeah. we're constantly working on those uh, low level chakras on the body where are completely off, right? So it's like the base of our energy is off. That's why we develop all these gut health issues. Yeah. Um, so I find that if you have gut health issues, then you most likely going to have brain function problems because in the gut is where we connect all our hormones. Most of our hormones connected there, even the hormones to feel happy, yeah. they are there. So that's what I noticed in, in, in my in kind of in my industry. So I'm trying to tailor my programs now more into mental health. And mental health starts simply by breathing. And it's simply breathing because you can take supplements, you can take uh, new diets or all the changes, but eventually your breath is going to, be collapsed if you are having shallow breath so it's important to at the beginning so of what's the day, shallow breath can you can you expand on that a little bit is that when you're like you're yeah. not taking proper deep yeah, breaths shallow breath yeah. i've heard of this before but short. yeah it's a very short breath and um it, it's just it goes it doesn't go deep into this into the diaphragm down to your really your the the powerhouse how they call it yeah. It comes only to this level. So only like to your chest, it doesn't go deep down. So you're really not like uh, potentially using all your lung capacity. And yeah. at the same time, you're not potentially actually even being um, using all your functions at how it's supposed to be. So I think it's important to practice what is called pranayama in the morning. You don't need to be an expert. You don't need to be a guru. You don't need to be, no, you only probably need to be curious, right? So we start first with a curiosity about breathing and then you can take uh, a short course of breath work. There are many videos about teaching you how to do breath work. And the first one is simply breathing with a, a, a breath that comes from your nose for about four seconds. And then you really follow the breath, how it comes into your nose, down to your throat, passing through all your chest, down to your uh, belly button area and then from there you can hold that and then you breathe it out when you breathe out exhalation could be even double the, the time so you if you breathe in for four seconds you can breathe out for eight seconds let's say so that is going to actually regulate your nerve system it does great great um, miracles in your body just to simply breathe with awareness and so mindfully breathing I think that's the first thing to to manage anxiety and depression, I think uh, it starts with the breathing. It becomes uh, one of the keys for to live life um, fully grounded. I think it's very important. Many people just have shallow breaths and they they smoke. Like comes this the smokers yeah. because a smoker is a time to to breathe, right? Like a smoker goes out, smoke a cigarette. Yeah, and then a lot in. of it's to deal with the anxiety, right? 
yeah so it's simply they just take that break to breathe with yeah. the cigarette you know so it's, it becomes an addiction just because we are not aware of the power of breath work yeah. So I think that's an important time now to breathe. We're not, I'm not asking you to do it for 30 minutes, but just to start the day with a five minutes of awareness of how you feel, how your body is feeling, the awareness. And I think this is just the way to start. For the brain function, once you start learning how to breathe properly, then the food that actually fits your brain is crucial. So, of course, alcohol will take out water from your body and will dehydrate your entire body, and then you get these headaches. So, yeah. for sure, alcohol will be a good uh, thing to stop it. Yeah. Instead of adding It'll also things- affect your, your liver, right? You were also saying a lot of our, like, uh, stress can also affect us fr- from our liver as well. Like, and our, um, Completely. Yeah. Go on. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no problem. <laughs> no problem. It's good. If anything comes into your mind, yeah. it's fine. So definitely, I, I think um, in my programs, I, I try to make it very simple for everybody and very simple one, two, three. Like I'm not, not, I don't like to give so much, but just simple things that like you can stick with it forever. So I feel like instead of like adding this supplement, like, I don't know, glutathione and blah, 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 I would just go into like taking away what actually causing the, the imbalance, you know? So first, like, balancing the alcohol so like if you want to drink maybe pick one day and drink one day you don't have to drink every single day um and then another thing it will be to increase your water which is completely easy to do especially water that is a good quality of water if you live in a place that you have at least that uh possibility to get water uh in a good quality way then get your water i in particularly i don't drink tap water from canada it actually has fluoride and, and it's not the greatest water. It comes even with parasites as yeah. a gift, little parasites. So I, I try to keep my water in a good, good, good quality water. And then in terms, because I'm carnivore, let's say, I don't like to call it as a label, but yes, I eat most likely, most of the food is coming from animal products. Um, I try to select the ones that comes with DHA and it's omega-3, that particular DHA is really good for your brain. Uh, a lot of mothers, when they are like uh, in the process of like prenatal, they actually take DHA for the brain of the of the babies. So um, the omega threes, you can take them from salmon if you like wild salmon. Um, you can also go for sardines. Sardines are also really high in omega three. So uh, sardines in water. Try to avoid those sardines that comes with like spices or tomato because they normally come with soybean, which is most likely a hydrogenated oil. So I will try to skip those and go only with sardines in water. Or if you can find the fresh sardines, so go for the fresh sardines. Sardines. I don't, I, I'm not a big fan of sardines. I like last time mm-hmm. I ate them was uh, <laughs> on my pizza and they're very salty. Um, yeah, they have a particular flavor. So you could actually make nice salads with that if you know how to combine the flavors um but yeah it's about the nutrition so i'm okay with that and the caviar actually is also very high in omega-3 fats so caviar is, is also another option has vitamin b12 and choline um it's just expensive so caviar is definitely something that if you have that possibility to find then go for it yeah, no, I've seen that like a lot of some people in the carnivore community, they are talking a lot about like seafood. Octopus is a big thing that comes a lot 
comes up. Um, so it's good, like trying new things is good. I think I'm, I'm a bit like, uh, I like, when I find something I like, I sort of stick to it. So at the moment I've just been sticking with like, I don't know, bacon and eggs in the morning. And then for dinner, I'll eat a steak and the, hey, that's what works for me. And I'm happy with that. Um, I, one more question I wanted to ask you about was um, before you were talking about um, sort of starting, like anyone can start a community, right? And we can connect with people or all around the world. And I think that's very powerful and the one question I have for you is like, how do you, how do you keep the community going? Like, do you have any tips of how you keep your, cause it sounds like you run some groups. So how, so sometimes maybe you're connecting like strangers, right? And like, how do you, how do you, um, how do you help break the ice? How do you help people feel more connected and wanting to come back again? Okay, good question. So actually, Another thing I have noticed in this uh, past three months um, is the lack of organization and the lack of planning that we have. And now we are challenging to, to practice new ways to be our own, see, like our own boss. Literally, yeah. I like, many times we were uh, used to people tell you, do this, do that. Yeah. And they delegate to us, right? But now it seems like we have to take control of our health and also control of our hours. How our hour go is your, it's your responsibility. Everybody has 24 hours. It's up to you how you want to invest the time. So in terms of how to create a community, how to engage these people and how to actually maintain the flow of the gatherings that doesn't die and you actually can keep that engagement all uh, continuously. So again, I think the most important is to first have a vision. You know, what's your vision? Your, your, your vision is to plan um, a group and what is the niche for that group, you know? So like I commented to you, one of the groups that I have with this team is actually a team because this is a big vision that we have. It's called Wonder for Exchange and it's a global call. And you are invited for the next Saturday. You are invited to be part of it and just be a witness of what we're doing. And then from there, you may get ideas. So basically, in that call, uh, we are targeting entrepreneurs globally that are, are coming to show what they do. And we uh, have a Q&A at the end where we can ask questions about their business so we can learn from them. And they also can even get even better to improve their business. Uh, so that's one of the ways. Uh, the other way is like the consistency is crucial for anything. It's like a habit. So if, if I say that I'm going to have a gathering every Saturday at 1030, then keep the word and do it. So this has been happening since July. So very beautifully, we have been building a library of videos like this and also a magazine. So we actually have um, authors that we write columnists. So I am one of the columnists and we write every week. So you have the digital magazine and you also have the gathering online like this. So we have pretty much good content from July until now. So we have about seven month record, the Saturday calls. And then the kids version at 1 p.m. is just a new project that started this year. So basically um, that I think is important to keep the consistency with whatever plan you decide to do. If you decide to do once a month, it's once a month. If you do the first Monday of every month, then do it that. So you keep that. So people know that it's a consistent schedule. And I think it's important to have a team. You know, now it's important not just to you like, oh, this is my thing. And I'm not sharing this with anybody. No, 
it's important to maybe be a leader. So it's like, oh, you know what? I have such a good project, but I need some people to delegate some, some of the tasks. You know, yeah. so like in, in my case, I'm the energy e-body. So I'm teaching the segment of dancing and exercising for the kids. And that's kind of what I show my colors. You know, and yeah. other people are like the host. And another person is the person that sends all the emails. So I think it's important that depending on how big is your project, how big is the gathering, to start thinking about friends. I, I feel even a little bit um, alone or lonely. So they just want to have now a little motivation to be part of a project like this. And uh, it's exciting to see everybody working towards the same goal. Yeah. Thank you. So, thank you so much for coming on today. I feel like, you know, we started the podcast episode today kind of like in a bit of a dark place and we've come to a very positive place. And I'm very grateful that you came on today and shared, shared your story and your amazing positive energy. Um, would you like to share with how people could get in touch with you if they'd like to join one of your classes or your communities? And yeah, thank you very much for, for coming on today. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Nicola. So thank you so much for the questions that you asked me from your space. And I'm just sharing what is happening in this part of the world. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to do our best with what's happening. And as a leader, a female leader from Venezuela, I never imagined to be um, having such a crazy journey in my life. And I always try to turn the tortilla. <laughs> so yeah. I turn the tortilla into the way to, to, to just... That's definitely what you did today. Exactly. See the light in, at the end of the tunnel, as, as I say. So I have a couple of things. Personally, um, I have a 15 minutes break for lunch where I teach 15 minutes exercises on a group that is called Sexy Strong Legs. I nice. call it Sexy Strong Legs because a lot of people come to me and they complain about the legs. My inner thighs, my glutes are not shaped, my hamstrings are loose and all these things. So I decided to have a Facebook group private for serious people, only serious people. People have to apply to be part of this group because it's not worth it to have people just to be curious. I want people to be active and take control of this also. So 15 minutes where I invite to have a 15 minute workout with me. You don't need any equipment, only your body. Your body is your gym. And basically you just sign into the, into the group. I post it online, record there. You can do the 15 minutes anytime on the day when you watch it. If you want to inspire your friends and family, you can make a video and post it and you're like, hey, I did it. It's a 30-day challenge. Um, today was day five. So you're welcome to be part of that sexy, strong legs. And most of the people, is they're girls, but guys are also there. Like, why not? Uh, guys I already have pretty have... sexy, strong legs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that one is one of the groups that I invite you to be part of it. And then the Saturday, Saturday is Wonder for Exchange. It happens at 10.30 EST time, Eastern time. That also I invite you, if you need the registration, I can send it to you personally. And then I also have the ones with the kids also. That one is another one, amazing. So I also can send you that invitation. Uh, personally, I, those are the, the ones that I have a week with a group of people. This is not just me, like other people are working together for this. Um, and then all my social media is J-O-A Fitness. My name, Joa Fitness. You can see there the transformation of my clients, their stories of my clients. You can see, just see me raw, what I'm doing in my days. Uh, you can see a lot of carnivore pictures for those people that are really into this type of nutrition. 
And yeah, basically that's what's happening. But thank you so much, Nicola. And I can't wait to talk to you maybe in a year from now and give you great news about where we are in this exactly. uh, situation. It's always fun to talk to you. And if you enjoyed us turning your tortilla today, um, hit the subscribe button or leave us a good review if you're listening on um, Apple Podcasts. Thank you very much and see you next time. Thank you.